Awesome. Well, welcome to this week's edition of the uh, the GoDaddy Community Meetups, right? Where we foster small business together through listening, learning, and leveraging from our community members. Our community members come from all walks of life. They're entrepreneurs, they're advocates, they're advisors, they're people that want to help small business thrive. Um, and I am excited to have Johnny Romero on today because he is our guest speaker and he's going to introduce us uh, to some of the goals that he's put in place his progress along the way, and why those are meaningful to him and his mission. Uh, Johnny, before we get started, we're going to have everybody introduce themselves, just so that everybody knows who's here to commit to you, and then we'll have you kind of tell your backstory, if that's all right. Sounds great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, again, my name is Adam Griggs. I'm your moderator today, CEO of Clarify, and I am so appreciative of the opportunity to not only hear your story, but share your story. And I know that so many of the members of the community after this are going to listen in, uh, and, and it's going to be a ripple effect, so I'm excited to share. Good morning, good afternoon, Rachel McCool at GoDaddy, um, manage community experiences and part of part of my privilege is to uh, have our LinkedIn group and really excited Johnny to hear more about you and your story and uh, so yeah, that's me. Hi, my name is Jonathan. Uh, I am also uh, part of, I work with, sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> I work for GoDaddy. I'm a social media manager for GoDaddy and I am also a very grateful member of the uh, community forum that we've built. We're super excited. We got a bunch of new members yesterday um, so that you know the community grows and these I really do look forward to these meetups every single week. We have had a really, really wonderful January so far with these and I'm looking forward to hearing from Johnny. Updates, new things, everything. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, hi, everyone. I am Patty Farmer, like he said, and I am a marketing and media strategist. And I am just so excited, thankful, privileged, and honored to be a part of this community. And um, I'm really excited, Johnny, to, to hear what you have to share with us, because whenever somebody shows you up here and they're, you know, sharing their passion, it's like, hey, I mean, I get, get behind that and I love it and hearing how you serve. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much. So I guess it's my turn. Um, so I am Johnny Romero. I am owner principal of Intersys LLC, um, a company that is based out of uh, the Colorado, Den Denver, Colorado area. And uh, I've been in business now for a little over four years. We provide language access services, as well as uh, tutoring, uh, mentorship, transition services. And uh, we also provide uh, professional training for medical interpretation, uh, as well as workshops for those pursuing national certification in the medical interpretation field. So that's a little bit about what I do. Awesome, Johnny, I appreciate that. Just giving us some background about, you know, what you do and what Intersys is. Um, and I love that what you've built is the language of community, right? Everything that you're doing, and I always wanna start with why before we get to your goal that you've had over the last 90 days, start with why, I mean, you have built this online following that not only enables people to see that we are growing into this global community, right? Everything's accessible through the screen and we're so much more possible than we used to be, but you're sharing stories through podcasts and through interviews. So tell us a little bit about that and why you feel that that's important uh, as you push your business forward. Yeah, you know, um, I guess I'll give a little bit of backdrop. You know, my background, similarly to, to yours, Adam, I worked um, for a good 14 years plus with small to medium businesses in a finance realm. So um, I worked in finance, corporate finance, and in that um, language communication was always integral, right? As far as any successful business, uh, whether it's spoken or written. So being bilingual, I grew up with both languages. Um, I thank my mother who forced us to speak Spanish at home as a rule. Uh, you know, that was it, you know, you spoke Spanish at home, you learn English at school, which was a great, uh, you know, uh, rule now hindsight. I, I'm very grateful for that. So that opened the doors to a lot of opportunities. Uh, when I got into banking at 17, working as a bank teller, uh, really unintentionally, I think of a group of 30 different um, applicants. I was in, kind of like in a, a guinea pig for the high school where they actually had us doing like a co-op program to see if this was going to be something that was going to be um, you know, scalable to have students work half the day, have their, you know, kind of academics in the morning and then work in the afternoon. I think I was one of the few people that passed the test. So they said, if I wanted to work, I started working uh, in the banking field and being bilingual 
was huge because uh, I worked there post-graduation and I got offered a position really based off the fact that I spoke both English and Spanish. And so then that led me to work with uh, a mortgage broker, a local mortgage broker, learned a lot of the ins and outs of amortization and all the fun things that, you know, uh, people that love numbers do. And that's something that I never really imagined I would ever, um, you know, do well with, but it just seemed to be coming natural to me. So that coupled with the fact that I was able to help uh, limited English proficients in the community, the Hispanic Latino community specifically purchase homes, for example, I would go to settlements and closings. And I really realized early on, you know, communication and language is huge and it's very overlooked um, in many, many cases because, you know, this is prior to Google Translate. You know, we're talking back, I don't want to date myself, but, you know, we're talking back, you know, um, you know er, late 90s, um, you know, early 2000, you know, so basically this concept of uh, being able to communicate, it was very much focused on being there in presence, verbally communicating. And so that really helped me have this passion of, you know, I really enjoy being able to help people communicate, be understood and make decisions that are very important, like purchasing a home that they're going to be in for who knows how many years, decades, and making sure they have clear understanding of what they're signing, right? And, and so that was, I think, the foundation um, that was always kind of there so that when I ended up leaving the corporate space uh, and you know, move from the East Coast, because I'm originally from Pennsylvania, Reading, Pennsylvania, the Reading Railroad and the Monopoly Board, that's where I was born, um, and ventured out uh, to the Midwest in 2015, kind of did consulting using those skills that I had gained, um, you know, for 20 plus years in finance, and decided, you know, after many prompts to do so from friends of mine, they said, why don't you get into language interpretation as a profession? And I was like, well, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just never really had the timing correct. And, and so when I finished one of my consulting jobs early on, when I came here to Colorado, um, it was the perfect opportunity because I, I needed to have a way to sustain myself. So then I said, you know what, let me take some courses. Let me go into seeing how this is really sustainable and something I enjoy doing. And that really led me to form my LLC, uh, which is kind of a play on interpreter systems. I know it sounds more like a, a tech company. Uh, I'm not trying to complete, compete with Clarify with <laughs> a software company, but it really is just Intersyst. The impetus behind the name was that, interpreter systems, but it does sound very technical. And so then it was just me. I was just myself uh, as an independent um, Spanish interpreter. And next thing you know, as many cases happen with small businesses, people enjoy working with you, you build relationships and they're asking, hey, can you be here? Can you be there? And I quickly realized I cannot be everywhere at once. I should probably think about scaling this and making this into potentially an agency, right? And, and so that's really what, what kind of created this, uh, you know, thought of a master plan and having the experience I had in the past of working with small businesses of the do's and don'ts, what works and what doesn't led me to build what is today uh, a company that provides not just language access, but document translation and really building that foundation early on, very controlled and measured to really have people that mirror that passion, but also have a high ethical, um, you know, and we'll talk about this more, I'm sure, but having the, the shared level of standard of practice that, you know, represents me well. And so I'm very privileged that, you know, despite the pandemic, we've done really well, we've um, grown, um, and it kind of, kind of forced something that I always wanted to do, which was more virtual work anyway. And it really brought that uh, to, to the fore of being able to do exactly what I wanted in an accelerated pace because of the limitations with COVID. And, and so we've grown year over year uh, and we've added services, like I said, now that we're doing actual training for medical interpretation, which was never part of my original vision. It just kind of organically became part of what people were asking for. So that was a bit of a long-winded answer, but Hopefully, you know, it kind of gives you the picture of my why is really starts back to where I mentioned in the beginning, helping people that wouldn't be able to really have the ability to, whether it's a medical appointment, financial agreement, you know, et cetera, being able to fully understand, just like anyone deserves to, what exactly is in front of them and make decisions that are educated and have the autonomy 
to make their own decision without anyone influencing them, which is what a professional interpreter does. And I think is something that is very worthy of mentioning is, you know, I always get asked, well, I have a relative that's bilingual or, you know, my spouse or whatnot. Why should I hire somebody? Well, you're hiring really someone who is really focused on the main uh, purpose, which is being a conduit, having everything that is being said articulated without anyone's opinion, without anyone's influence. And that's hard to do when you're with your best friend or your relative, you know, for them to kind of not censor anything or give their opinion. So that's really my why. And it's been something I really enjoy doing. Um, I don't take it for granted that I get to do what I love. And I've built a community that we'll talk about too uh, over the past three months that share that passion. No, I, I love it. I think that that's a great answer. Um, and you've touched on a few things, but first, but before I kind of touch on what you said, congrats and kudos, right? You've built something that's built around your passion and it's it's scaling because others see that and the, the fire's been lit and it's, and it's spreading in a meaningful way. And I love that you started with you know, how you got started in business, but you're at this perspective now of the do's and don'ts, which include, if I'm going to have somebody work with me in tandem with my, my passion, they have to align with that passion and they have to do it for the right reason. I think that's important. Um, and we're going to get to your 90 day challenge. Um, and, and Patty's got her hand raised, but one of the things I want to talk about real quick that you mentioned was the difference between possible and capable, right? You're giving people their possible, which is awareness, and communication, that's what it is. It's awareness, it's discovery, it's allowing ourselves to see what is out there and what is the opportunity in front of us. But then it goes beyond that. We spend so much time in school in our own languages learning how to be capable to chase and challenge those dreams and make those things happen, like building the dream of owning a home, starting a family, getting a career you love, traveling, things like that. So I think what you've built is amazing. Again, congrats and kudos for that. Uh, and I'm going to turn it over to Patty. I think she's got some, some comments or questions for you. Thanks. Actually, I have a question because I want to get be clear as I feel like it'll help me as I hear the rest of what you're saying. So when you're talking about being a communication translator, which I think is phenomenal, one of the things I always think about when I do that, because you're right, I travel around the world. And so I use the translators all the time. Google is fabulous. But just like when you send email, tonality is so important, right? You know, I mean, tonality is so important. So I would think, so what I want to know is one, do you do it in the written word as well? And how do, do you handle the tonality when you're changing from language to language? Because that seems like people struggle with it in English. <laughs> so sure. I'm thinking like, you know, that seems to me to be so very important. No, great question. So yes, we, we do provide document translation. And I made mention of, you know, a very popular tool people use Google. Um, and, you know, I want to be clear is that, you know, the fact is Google does not use Google Translate for their legal or very important, you know, marketing information. It's a, it's a tool that's there, but um, to, to go piggyback off your, your question, it, yes, we, we have to look at the value of understanding the cultural nuances, uh, the tonality, idioms, all of those things that you really have to focus on the meaning meaning for meaning. And that's really the key to appropriate document translation. And it's a discipline that has its own training. It has its own um, certifying body, which is uh, American Translation Association, ATA. Uh, so with that, yes, um, it isn't as simple as just plugging some words in, understanding the direct you know, translation or the literal translation, but having someone who's ideally familiar with the culture natively um, and if not, at least has the education to identify those different, you know, differences in uh, tone, you know, um, obviously sometimes written word can seem sarcastic. Is it supposed to be sarcastic? Is that really the, the message? And, and all identifying those things helps you really be effective, especially in a secular sense. If it's a legal document, you know, it's very important that things don't get misunderstood and having the expertise to have someone put it together, have it proofread and making sure then that the person reading it has a full understanding as they would in their native tongue. So yes, that's, that's something that's a very good question and gets confused a lot. You know, I get called a translator when I'm really interpreting, which, you know, I don't correct people because I'm not trying to, you know, make anyone feel uncomfortable. It's, it's a common, um, you know, misunderstanding, but by definition, interpreter, it's a spoken word. 
a translator would be written just to kind of keep it simple. So yes, I do both of those and we have experts in those different uh, languages that um, are important that understand all those different nuances of tone and culture. I think that that's important to understand. I mean, everything is built on respect and relationship, right? And, and language or communication and the way that we communicate with each other is different all across the world, right? Based on, on culture, on dialect, on everything. And I think that it's so important that whatever the meaning is, that especially if you're engaging in business, that you're, you're attending that conversation with respect and with understanding, we've all seen that on the social platforms, right? Where they've, they've got the other language from your friends in different countries. And it's like, click to translate. And it makes no sense. Or if it makes sense, it sounds like, you know, a second grader wrote it. And that's because they're using these automated bots and you're missing the passion or the reason those people posted that. Um, and I think that that right there is just a great way to, to kind of see where the, the missing link is between that. And I got to tell you a quick story, Johnny, before we get to your 90 days to 1K. Sure. When I Please. first started, when I first started in business, uh, we had a, a, I don't even, he wasn't a client yet, but he sent us a message um, asking a, a bunch of information in Spanish, right? And, and he was from Sonora and my friend had just gotten back from Argentina and he spoke Castellano. So I had him respond, which was a very bad thing apparently, because when he responded, he did it in the dialect of Castellano, which apparently was demeaning to the other party. And we immediately got into a uh-oh moment. <laughs> and all we were trying to do was have a conversation in text form. And, and that's just right there. That made me so aware that so many cultures view and see things differently uh, based on how we write things, how we speak, and how we really interact in relationships. And it was, a, it was an eye-opener. Yeah, no, that's a great example. And that happens quite a bit where, um, even for myself, one of the reasons I love what I do is I'm always learning. I always tell individuals that are looking to get into the space of interpretation or translation, because most of the time you're either doing one or the other. Because of it being such a discipline, most people are translators, that's all they do. Or if you're interpreting, that's really all you do. I, I do both, but um, it's not very common. Usually someone picks a, a, a field that you can kind of perfect it, but you're always learning. So I always tell someone, if you love to learn every day, this is the field for you. If you do not, then it's probably not a good choice because every day things are changing you know, uh, whether it's culturally, linguistically, and I love that about it. It's never monotonous. I always ask, do you like what you do? I love what I do because I love to learn and I'm learning every day. I love that. I think that that's so important. And I, I love the opportunity you're bringing to people because awareness is opportunity, right? Um, and you're connecting people to see that they can, they can stretch their boundaries and stretch their vision. So I want to talk about that. Awareness and your goal, you did this 90 days to 1K, I want to talk about why you set that goal, how you did, some of the things you learned, and where you're headed from after that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think it was the end of September. I was just looking at, you know, the end of the year, and I was just, you know, thinking, you know, I wanted to set a goal for myself to really end the year in a very um, proactive way instead of slowing things down, which is kind of counter, you know, some counterintuitive because mostly people are thinking of the holidays and they're thinking of like, you know, vacation and everything else. And most of my clients are doing that too. But I said, you know what, I really want to force myself to get ready for really 2022. And I saw one of my um, connections on, on LinkedIn and they were pledging a certain amount of money that was beyond my personal budget, but I thought it was very commendable to, um, Basically, if we hit, I think, this benchmark and followers, I'm going to donate X amount of dollars uh, to this organization. And I was like, you know what? That's really cool. I can't match that, but what can I take from it? And so that was really what sparked this whole idea of hashtag 90 day to 1K, because I said, you know, I, if I had three months, what would be a realistic number that I could do? And I was already talking to my marketing specialist and looking at the platforms like LinkedIn. Instagram, YouTube, which we were really just starting out with, you know, getting those things going and really trying to uh, have a fun way of applying the spend and what I thought was uh, a benefit to the community, the community I serve, which is limited English proficient. So what I came up with was, well, I don't have that amount of money, but what I do have is a very valuable uh, curriculum in Bridging the Gap, which is a professional medical interpreter training, 40-hour course that I uh, am licensed to, to be a trainer for. 
can, I feel is, you know, life-changing. And so I said, you know, why don't I just come up with a scholarship program and donate basically the, you know, that course to someone that is deserving that otherwise probably wouldn't uh, have the resources to apply and, and take it. And that was really what evolved into hashtag 981 k where instead of me putting that spend toward, um, you know, let's say, uh, you know, a paid advertisement or, you know, and there's ways and there's nothing wrong with that. I said, you know what, I'd rather take that and apply it to the community that I serve and make, make it like, make it a fun way of doing it, which is just follow me on those three platforms. We'll do 90 days. And the goal is to get to a thousand. And that was really what, what kind of sparked this idea. Now, I love it. I think that the fact that you started behind uh, a position of meaning, again, just speaks to your character and why you even built your business to begin with. And I love the way that you engaged and tagged certain people because you're, you're leveraging your community. And you're right, there is nothing wrong with paid advertising, but sometimes in order to, to really grow your community in the way that you want, which is to create brand ambassadors, you have to get people aware of why you're doing it. And I got to tell you, during the same timeline that you were doing this, there was another group in the city that I'm in that was kind of doing the same thing. The only difference was they were offering people chalupas to follow them. And I have no idea what this guy does for a living now because now I just see him as the chalupa guy. And it was like, it, it was probably a great idea from somebody inside of his group, but it fell flat. And I don't, I don't think I followed him because I just didn't, didn't care for the chalupa. Um, and I like what you've done because it, it, it's so much more than just offering a scholarship. It's like you said, it's offering somebody an opportunity to change their lives. And that right there speaks to your character, it speaks to your mission, and it speaks to what you're building. So I want to talk a little bit more about how the community came and rallied behind that and what your goals are for the next year, because I see you've got some collaborative projects coming out. Um, and I saw that your group did grow substantially. So talk to us a little bit about the next steps. Sure. Yeah. So basically, um, the results, you know, I personally actually reached a thousand new followers. So I think on my personal, which wasn't really necessarily part of the original plan, but it was a very positive result. I think I had about 500 uh, and change as far as my connections on LinkedIn. I'm now just under 1600, I think 1560-ish. So I looked at it as a, a, a win right there. So the, I definitely gained a thousand on my personal profile. The company profile, Intersys LLC, I think the last I checked were just over 600. And, you know, we didn't reach a thousand, but I have no doubt we will. Uh, I mean, what I learned in this process, which kind of goes into what, you know, Jonathan was mentioning last week, as you learn, as you go a little bit, and um, this was really new to me. You know, uh, I understood search engine optimization on a high level. Uh, I understood, you know, engagement percentages. And I understand the concept. Again, I'm a numbers guy, so I get all the metrics behind it. But the algorithm, understanding timing and, you know, uh, when, when to post and, and all of these things was something that I really learned on the fly. And what I learned is, you know, someone could have 15,000 plus followers and have zero engagement. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and so because my, my original thought was, I'm going to, I have, in, you know, in my, my mind, they're influencers that I'm connected with. Let me see if I can kind of, you know, low hanging fruit, start with them, and maybe they can kind of get this thing going for me. And I realized that um, there's ways you can get to that number. Uh, and again, to each their own, that maybe necessarily aren't individuals that are very active on the platform or really engaged or interested in what you're doing. Um, and, and I think there's ways you can pay to, to get there. That wasn't anything I was interested in. And so as I, I saw that, I learned that, you know, this exercise really uh, was such a, an eye opener. And one, who do I want my audience to be? You know, who is my, you know, what is my community all about? And, and so I had fun with that and really grassroots reaching out individually, sending DMs to people, getting out of my comfort zone. Cause beyond, honestly, I, I never thought I would be that person. Cause I, you know, I think we've all gotten those DMs from somebody who is just all sales driven. And it's like, you know, you can see it coming a mile away. I didn't want to be perceived that way. And so it was kind of like, well, how do I want to communicate so that people give me an opportunity to get to know me when they don't know me and understand this? So I came up with this little video uh, vignette with kind of explaining what is hashtag 981K and partnered with an organization here locally in Colorado, the Spring Institute, who have been around for over 40 years. They're a nonprofit. They really do a multitude of services, 
but primarily helping the refugee community, immigrant community, the limited English proficient. And I've worked with them for almost just amount of, basically the same amount of time that I've been in business. And uh, we've collaborated quite a bit. So when I kind of put this together, I approached them and said, would you be willing to really, you know, support this? And they loved it. And I said, you know, once we reach the goal, uh, I'd like you to be, you know, kind of help me with that screening process of identifying an appropriate candidate because they work with the community directly. And this way we can really select someone who's deserving. So I got to really give credit to them as well, because they've really allowed me to uh, co-brand with them. And, you know, the results have really been uh, a success. Uh, I, I think what I learned is that it isn't so much about the numbers, which is kind of ironic coming from a numbers guy, right? But, you know, what I learned is that I really achieved what I wanted, which is learning who are the individuals in my space that are equally as successful or probably more successful than I am, shedding light on language access, which was fundamentally at the foundation of what I wanted. And then also realizing that engagement, true engagement is more important than the numbers. So for example, um, just under 650 now on my company page, my average 30 year, uh, 30 year, 30 day, I have to say 30 year, 30 day engagement percentage is just over 7%. And for those of you that are familiar with it, which I know, I know Rachel and I know you are Adam and everyone's probably here, 2% considered good, right? Um, 7% is just crazy, right? And to sustain that over a 30 day period, what it tells me is that beyond the number, I achieved what I wanted, which is having a community of individuals that are actively following. And I think what really put me to the test was I kind of took a little mental break the latter part of the year, just because I had so many different projects, which we'll talk about as well in a minute. And I said, you know what? Um, I just don't have the bandwidth. I'm just gonna let this ride out with what I have out there. And what I learned is that the community grew and my engagement percentage actually increased despite the fact that I wasn't posting as frequent. I was still there active, but I wasn't as frequent. And that to me was a, a big indicator that, you know what? I did the right thing. And people are very much in, in, you know, connected with what I'm putting out there. I, I want it to be evergreen, whether they're looking at it for the first time a year from now, or they looked at it from day one, I think the value is there. I'm very content with the uh, professional um, appearance of it, how it's put together. I have a great team of, you know, people that, that support me. And so all in all, it wasn't what I originally thought but it's, it's a good thing because I don't think I really understood what I was getting into. And I think that was a good thing because a lot of times, one of the things I posted earlier today, I commented on someone's post. I said, sometimes the fear of success can be equally as strong as the fear of failure. And being unafraid is important, knowing your worth and just go for it, I think was really what I told myself is that it's not the ideal time of the year. There's a lot of reasons of why not to do it. But I think what I learned in the whole process is that the appetite is there. People love community. And again, I know you all share this too. And they're willing to support something that gives back to the community. So I think I checked all those boxes. And so where we go from here, that's still a question I'm asking myself as I was preparing for this interview. I was like, you know, yeah. what, what, what does it look like? You know, I think we continue that through 2022, there's gonna be some announcements just to let you know the scholarship is gonna happen. That's number one, regardless of we didn't hit the, 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 the target number, um, I am gonna give back. That'll be something that's coming in the very near term. We're gonna have it open to, to the public of those that wanna apply for it with the criteria on my website, myinterest.com. And we're gonna to get to the number, which I think at this point is almost, um, you know, not even a concern to me, but I, I really wanna just continue the momentum of valuable content, helping the community. And really, as you can see, it took off to be something more than what I thought. I have connections literally in Italy, Croatia, Portugal, um, across the globe that are professionals that are just as equally engaged in their communities locally that now I am supporting, interacting with. And so it's just um, been a humbling experience, to be honest with you, just because when you see people connect with what mm -hmm. you're connected with at a scale like that, um, I think I've only scratched the surface.
You've done a good job. And it's it's kind of like when people are thirsty, you got to determine whether or not you're going to give them a drinking fountain or a fire hose, right? And you you said you were putting stuff out all the time and exhausting yourself, but you took a step back and gave meaningful content and they were still there and they were still engaging. So it's I, I like that as business owners, what we want to do is strive to create some influence. And obviously there's, there's relevance and proximity. We can be in front of everybody, but not everybody's our client. So we've got to be relevant to what their needs are. And then we won't exhaust ourselves and we can still engage in a meaningful way. Um, and Rachel and Jonathan both have their hands up. So I want to kind of open it up for comments and kudos to this point, Johnny, if you're okay with that. Sure. Uh, we'll I'm going to go Rachel. first. So first of all, Johnny, your passion just shines through in everything you say. And I am so impressed by you. Um, and you undersold yourself at the beginning of this uh, interview process, um, but brilliance of, of the, the campaign that you came up with. I, lo I love that you know that numbers don't matter as far as followers go. It's the quantity or the quality of people um, and your message. And your message is so genuine and passionate. And so you're going to grow. I mean, no doubt you're going to grow. You're going to have really the right type of community, which is what you're seeking. Um, and, you know, I've been doing community for a really, really long time. And I got to tell you, you could have millions of followers. And, you know, if, if they're not engaging with you and they're not passionate around the subject matter of the community, then it flops. And that, that happens a lot. So I just love how altruistic you think and how that all come, it, it will continue to, to bring you more and more business in a really good way and how the, the impact that you're making with people who are not um, native English speakers, that, that's huge. And certainly we know there's all sorts of, you know, people that come to the United States that, that don't speak a lick of English. Um, and so having having what you do available is really great. And then the one last thing is, I also love that you partnered with somebody in your, you know, a nonprofit in your community that was really smart. Um, I think a lot of times small businesses don't think about doing those types of things. Uh, but having that partnership will obviously continue to to grow your, you know, your followers in in uh, social. So that's really awesome. Kudos to you. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate that. It means a lot. I just want to um, really piggyback off of uh, a lot of what Rachel said, because so much of what you talked about throughout the duration of this resonated with me um, as someone who does not have their own business, as someone who does not run a business, but as someone who does work very actively in social. And um, two things in particular really stuck out. The first is that the fear of success equals the fear of failure, which I think is absolutely true. I think it, I think it's so true. And I think people have this, you know, a, a lot of times there's this, this idea of, oh, I like, uh, um, if I get to this certain place, I'm going to be fine. If I get here, everything's just going to fall into place. And it's, it's, a, it's a constant, it's daily practice. It's a daily, daily practice to achieve that level of success because success one day might be sales and success the next day might be email signups and setting yourself, you know, Selling yourself up for success is is should be the practice. That's all you you really need to focus on because the good stuff will come if you're if you're digging deep and you're posting or excuse me if if you're doing the work that's serving your community and is serving yourself. I really am just a firm believer that good things are going to come, and you are an example of that simply because of what you've built with this challenge. And the other thing that really resonated with me, and this is sort of like a, a hill that I will die on, is. That, that idea that followers and visibility of followers does not equal success. And in that same vein, I think in a lot of ways it could almost, it works against you. Where if you have this, you build a big following, a really, really, really big following, or you, know, you get all these, this attention on your page, but you have massively low engagement, right? If you're, you know, you, you've got, this is an example in a previous company that I worked at, um, we had millions and millions of followers on Instagram, 
it was a it was a company page, but it was built using you know during the day the <laughs> the days on social where you could just go viral on Instagram without having to put money behind it. Um, but it was all memes. It was all memes, and it was reposts of popular videos. And there was a lot of strategy that I went to. Okay, we need to get followers. Let's get this number up by posting you know very very fun consistent content. And then the strategy switched to, okay, now we have these followers. Now let's start posting about this product and let's start letting people know about this product. So what ended up happening is we put up, pro you know, we'll still get a lot of comments on the funny viral stuff, but you put up a post about the product, about the actual reason your company is there and the actual value your company provides. And you're getting 20, 30, 40 comments on a post when you have a million plus followers if I'm someone who doesn't know anything about your brand, that tells me that there's something wrong going on. You know what I mean? That tells me that you go, okay, so where's the disconnect here? Do people not like your product? Do people not like you as a company? How do, how do people not know who you are? You have millions of followers. What are they doing here? Those are not the thoughts you want people to have. So if you have a smaller community, but you're getting, you know, 10 dozens and dozens of comments, you know, a hundred comments on a post and you're at, 20,000 followers, that tells me as an outside observer that you are providing value to people who want more from you. And that's, I think this, you know, the community forum is sort of a case study in itself and an example of that. Like, I'll, you know, this is something that I'll, <laughs> I'll ring this bell as many times as I can, but LinkedIn just named this community forum one of the most engaged groups on the platform. And you sit there and you go, yeah, you go, okay, LinkedIn's a pretty big, <laughs> LinkedIn's a pretty big platform. And we've got a, a, a sizable group, but we're not in, you know, we don't have 50,000 members. We don't have 75,000 members, but we are producing more value in this community than a lot of those groups with the much higher following, simply because we have brought people in, people have come in who want to part, they want to play this game. You know what I mean? And that alone is something that I think so many companies need to keep in mind. And I, it's, it was, it was, I was sitting here like, <laughs> I wanted to interrupt you so bad and just like, yes, that it does. It's not, if you are, if your end game is to get a ton of followers, that's awesome. You have to be able to back that up with engagement because if you can't, all you're doing, you're yelling into the void and that doesn't look good at all. So kudos to you for having that just that innate understanding, right? I think that speaks so highly um, of you as far as a community leader and someone who has built something tangible that does provide value for people outside of the actual language services that you provide. Um, re really wonderful. I can't wait to see how 2022 treats you because if you tackle every single month with this same mindset, like just as you saw at the end of this month, like you're gonna, <laughs> your connections will span much farther than Portugal, which is already saying something. So kudos yeah. to you. That was, I re it really, really struck a chord. Thanks, thanks so much, Jonathan. Yeah, no, I mean, it means a lot. Yeah, I think it's it's been a great ride and um, just choosing the right wave at this point to keep, you know, keep the momentum. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think, I think what you touched on there, Jonathan, at that last, that last part of your conversation with product, uh, I think it was Patty that posted this last week is people forget to talk about the solution and spend too much talking about the product that they offer. Uh, and that's so true, especially in our community and especially what you've done, Johnny, which is offering people a glimpse into what your solution is, which is opportunity to create lifestyle and engage and have communication that that will impact families and lives and just everybody. Right. So it's I love that you're focused on the solution, not necessarily just the product. Um, and Patty's got her hand raised. And after we hear from Patty, I'd love to have you transition to the solutions moving forward into 2022. You, you've got multiple projects coming up. So I'm excited to hear about that. Patty. Awesome. You know, I think that really when we're really thinking about what you were talking about, what you're passionate about is really the thing that, that you want to do. Because when you want to serve people, people do get caught up a lot of time in their product and so they start broadcasting that like really here's my product here's I think but the reality really is everybody has a you may have one solution but people have a whole bunch of different problems so really when you're thinking about it you have to be able to put that into perspective really so that they all want to engage with you right you know otherwise you're just going to get that select few and then it just looks like to what Jonathan was saying you don't have an engaged community. You just have one or two raving fans. 
right? You know, and right. so not that there's anything wrong with having raving fans, right? We do love them. But really, honestly, if you ever been in a community where there's like one or two people and that's all you ever hear from, those are just fans, which is not the same thing. So I feel like how you're doing it, um, really, it isn't about the number. It's that how you're doing it, I think, speaks volumes to who you are and your passion. Thanks, Patty. No, I, I think um, I agree 100% with that. Uh, so, you know, kind of in line with your question, Adam, you know, what's the solutions uh, that we have for 2022 and what's going to be moving forward? So a few things, you know, the tuned in um, YouTube channel, we just got on Spotify. So now you can listen to my interviews and conversations. So that's huge news. We just posted that a couple of days ago. So you can find tuned in with Intersys on Spotify. Um, I also have another project that um, we just kind of put out there yesterday. It's uh, the J3 project, which is three individuals, myself, Johnny, Jack Wilson, who is the Chief Development Officer of Family Financial Centers, a franchisor, um, and Jennifer Callender, woman-owned business and founder principal of Genevieve Solutions, LLC, um, who does franchise consulting. And the real idea behind it is kind of giving us another community that we can share between the three of us. Um, I've worked with them, they're great colleagues and they have tons of experience of kind of, again, same uh, alignment with, in this case, the Latino or Hispanic community, um, the African-American community and women-owned businesses that give them a forum to get advice, get education, get support, mentorship, and also resources such as access to capital to start their own business. Uh, and different types of uh, vehicles to get there that most of the time aren't readily available. And you don't have individuals that are already in that space like Jack and Jennifer um, and myself, I guess included, I always kind of overlook that, that we can really share our perspective of, hey, it isn't maybe so out of reach for you. And so that's something we're really excited about. We're already in double digits there. And I think having the hashtag 980 to 1K experience is huge now because now I'm able to kind of replicate that and kind of have a shortcut of all the things like, you know, I probably should have done this in the beginning, but you know, that's okay. So now I think we're going to accelerate that. And I wouldn't be surprised if the J3 project, um, which is already gaining traction, is going to um, match or exceed my uh, Intersys LLC following, or at least be at the same level. So I think um, there may be another hashtag 981K, who knows, maybe for J the J3 project, but um, really excited that even amidst everything I was doing, I kind of was like, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Is it too much? But I think, um, you know, the idea really is opportunities like this don't come very often. And so working with the right people again, which I do feel that I've surrounded myself with very uh, good, uh, experienced and just experts in their field, I'm never going to turn that down. And, and I think, you know, time will tell how, how things go, but I'm really excited about that. The other thing is, continuing with um, what I, I started out to do, which is the scholarship program. So I think we'll be publishing in the very short term, another blog, I'll kind of explain a lot of what we kind of touched on today and what I learned from it. And there may be something that I'll put out there too, for those that are like me, that don't have a lot of uh, budget to, uh, you know, basically sponsor um, any type of marketing and how they can be creative with it at the same time, contribute to the community. I think um, there's an appetite for that too, for small businesses to be like, you don't have to be a Fortune 500 company to really give back. You know, I think it's really looking at your circumstances. What are you able to do? What do you provide? And can you share that without having monetization associated with it? And I think people really appreciate that when you're willing to go that extra mile to serve the community and, you know, over time, you're going to get that back. So I think those are a few things that I, I really am excited about. And I think being a little more consistent with, um, you know, the, whether it be the podcast, um, my tuned in with Intersys, I have upcoming interviews and things, and just really being able to um, replace myself, I think is the other thing where I, I realize, you know, I have to, and I'm starting to do that. I'm getting better at it, delegating it out, having some time for myself, self-care is huge, and being able to realize that if the content is good, um, while I do want to benchmark, I think you always have to have dates, and we have a social marketing calendar, of course, all that aside, you have to put yourself first, and if that means something gets delayed, 
and doesn't get put out when you wanted it to, that's okay. Because I think, again, it goes back to what we just talked about. If you have the community there, they're going to be interested, whether it's posted today, tomorrow, or the following day, just because they, they trust you and you have that relationship. Yeah, I think you truly built a lifestyle operation and business here. I think what you're moving forward in 2022, as far as your goals are, I think that they are they're specific, they're, they're amazing, and they, they really align with what you've done and what you've learned, and you can grow from it. And as Patty says, you got to give yourself grace, right? It's, it's, an, it's an intentional process when you're building a business, and it sometimes is you leave yourself in the shadows, right? So you've got to be intentional about aligning what your needs are along with the business, and I think you've done a great job of that. I love that you're on Spotify. I think everybody should go check that out because Tuned In is in bite-sized pieces. They're like five-minute segments. They really give you some cool insights to people around the world. Uh, I've listened to a few of them, and they are just they're real quick and easy, but just fun, and they kind of open your perspective. And I just got to congratulate you for finding a power group, right? A community inside of a community. And I would love to see more of that inside of our community, right? People just leveraging and engaging and, and working together because there's so much more that we can do if we reach through the screen and we, we operate in tandem with each other, we have that humility that, yes, we need each other. And I love that that's your example of what you're doing this year. And I think for Patty, she said communities, all, all of what she's doing this year. And obviously with, with Jonathan and Rachel, that's, that's their entire purpose, right? And I love that. So I think you being an example and sharing with us today, your experience in, in gaining followers and doing it through purpose and meaning first, and then finding the opportunity to build community outside of that. Um, I think it's just, a, it's amazing. I think you've done a great job, Johnny, and I appreciate you for being with us today. I know we're at the end of our hour, so I want to kind of open it up. It looks like Rachel wants to say something. I do. I'm, I'm raising my real hand versus the, the Zoom hand. Um, you know, it's really interesting with my experience with community. A couple of things that really shine is being genuine, being um, open, passionate, and just uh, transparent. And Johnny, all four of those things have shown through so much in this short period of time talking with you today. And so all of all more good is going to be coming for you coming your way. And I'm just really thrilled to hear your story and just, you know, sit and absorb all of what you're doing and, you know, kudos to you. So don't undersell yourself because I think you're doing some brilliant stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's Carmageddon this year. It's either going to be good or bad for you. It's going to be all good. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you so much. Yeah. Now, I think I've learned so much being part of the community. I think, you know, part of what's special about the GoDaddy small business community is that we understand the, the real challenges that are really behind building a business. And I think one of those things is there's a lot of pain, you know, when it comes with it, you know, and it's okay to recognize that as part of the process. I think Elon Musk, one of the three pillars of a successful business is pain. And, and I recognize that. And I think the other part of it is understanding that, um, you know, you're, you're not alone and it's okay. I kind of piggyback a little bit off of last week's uh, conversation with Jonathan, which I heard, which was great, is that it's okay to ask for help. You know, it's okay to do that. Actually, you should. If you're doing everything, you're not going to be successful. It's not sustainable, number one. And, and so you really have to identify the right people, make sure that you trust them and let them do what they're, they're good at. You know, that's really what I think has been a key to me um, in, in keeping my sanity is hiring the right people and letting them do what you've hired them to do. That's, that's why you hired them. And, and this way you can focus on your vision and projects like I've been able to do. And it's really thanks to my team of, and, and I can't name them, but they know who they are. They're gonna watch this, they're excited and they're supportive. But you know, whether it comes from marketing to um, you know, the partnerships like at Spring Institute and these other you know, collaborations that I'm doing, it's really the, I think one of the things I, I really learned in this is that, um, not everything has to be competitive. You know, I think being collaborative is really should be the new norm um, where everybody wins and you, you promote one another. I know that might be, you know, um, not uh, popular with some individuals or some businesses, but I think that's really been something that I enjoy of being an entrepreneur, a business owner is that I choose that. I choose to collaborate and I, I'm only competing against myself at the end of the day. And I think it's healthy to do it that way. And that's just my two cents. I love it. Patty. Agreed. I just want to say that um, 
to piggyback on that, one of the things that I have really gotten from the GoDaddy group, not just as an example, but really is that because we tend to, within this group, promote an example of being authentic, I feel like the group has learned that it's okay to be vulnerable. Like we almost encourage it, right? And so I think we live in a world where when you're in communities, a lot of times, especially a business community, you don't want to show any of the ugly, right? You know, I mean, you don't want to show or share any of that, but because we are open to that, but then more importantly than that is we want you to do that, but then we're willing to all step up and show you how we can help you. What do you need from us? We're willing to serve and support you. So it's not like, you know, this is therapy, just come tell us where you're struggling, but that we're really going to be able to help you. And I have to tell you, I think more than any other community I've ever been in, the people in the GoDaddy community are just very, very passionate about serving the others in the community and not just what they get from it when they share in the community. And it comes across on every single level. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there's there's so much power and opportunity in the community and Johnny's clapping, I'm clapping, we're all clapping. I, I think, uh, Patty, thanks for your comments. And Johnny, I know we're at the end of our hour, but I just appreciate you so much for sharing your experience, where you're headed, the reasons why. Um, and and I love that the members that have been here today have really engaged and supported what you've got because we all have this almost aligned thinking for this year. Um, so I appreciate, you know, like I said, your comments for that, Patty. And, and again, for those that are here supporting Johnny, Johnny, before we let you go, we always want to have our community members connect with you so that they can continue the conversation and follow you. So where is the best place that we can send our community members? Sure. So on LinkedIn, it's my name, Johnny Romero, CMI Spanish, which is Certified Medical Interpreter. Uh, also, Intersys uh, LLC is the, the company page uh, on LinkedIn. We're also on YouTube, tuned in with Intersys. Uh, we have our Instagram, which we're working on, and it's there. It's a lot of good content there. And soon to be um, following in, in the very big steps of Jonathan, uh, TikTok. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give that a go to <laughs> have some fun with it. Uh, see where it goes just again to to really reach out to the younger community because they're the future communicators right so um, that's going to be coming but for right now those are the main platforms um, send me a dm you know uh, I'm, I'm pretty open and accessible i try to be engaging and i really appreciate i have to say before we finish thank you to you adam uh everyone here rachel patty jonathan and the the GoDaddy small business community it's not lost on me the opportunity and I'm really excited about what's going to be coming up this year. So thank you so much. And I look forward to uh, future invitations from those watching this that want to connect. Beautiful. Well, thank you again. And thank you to everybody that joined us today and that are watching this afterwards. We appreciate you. Don't forget, next week is the check-ins. We're just going to share our wins, our positive and our goals for the, for the year. And I'm excited. So definitely join us next week. Uh, and if I don't talk to you guys before, then have a fantastic weekend and be safe out there. Yeah. Have Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much.